Oh, hey, didn't see you there. Welcome to Secondary Fermentation, presented by East Carolina Beer and Brewing. As always, I'm here with my co-hosts. We got Nick. What's up? We got Lauren. Hello. I thought you were going to silently just nod. <laughs> Hello. Like no one can see yeah. you. <laughs> That's true. And uh, this is Joe, and we're here for a- another episode, episode four of Secondary Fermentation Podcast. If you've been listening from the beginning, hopefully you've liked what we've had so far. If you don't, write it in the comments. If you do, especially write it in, in the comments and leave a review for us. Uh, but we're glad to, to have you here. If you're a new listener, thanks for joining us. Uh, and, you know, what's been going on here? You know, Well, there's uh, been some new stuff coming up. Uh, well, recent events and then some new events. Uh, we just had uh, another Oktoberfest. Yeah, I thought we were done with Oktoberfest. Thought we were done with Oktoberfest. Just because it's October doesn't mean we're done with Oktoberfest. Where'd we go, Lauren? We went to Wilson and celebrated with them and their Oktoberfest, hosted by Casita Brewing Company. So that was great. Yeah, made great a little time. trip to Wilson, North Carolina, like 35 minutes away. Got to go out to see our friends at, at Casita, got to see Taj, got a beer from him. But he was hard at work, so we couldn't distract him too much. Wow. Yeah. And I got a sunburn. I got a sunburn in October. You were a little red, yeah. It was I, a little I warmer than I thought it. it was going to be. Yeah. I'm like, pe- my face was peeling today at work, wow. like my forehead. Uh, really random. Got upon the SPF, man. You know, being a being a Yankee from the North, you, you don't really expect <laughs> to get sunburns uh, in October. <laughs> but here I am, the whitest guy alive, getting yeah. burnt. But what else? How was the day? What did you guys think about the fest? It was fun. I like to dress up. As we've already established, if you listen to our previous podcast, I really enjoy getting dressed up for occasions. Um, got to wear my dirndl again, you know. And I feel like, too, there was a lot more participation at this Oktoberfest with people um, wearing traditional garb. Um, they also had a group. Um, I can't remember who they were. Who were the group that were like dancing? Little German band. Oh yeah. And then they had yeah, so it was kind of cool uh, event because it was a little more organized than some of the other uh, Oktoberfests. You know, like I feel like some Oktoberfests are like you know here's our beer, come hang out and drink with us, and we'll have maybe a stein holding competition. Uh, maybe we'll do like a special cask release or something like that. And then other than that, it's just kind of a you know a celebration of the time. This was. A nicely organized event. There was, you know, an authentic German band. There were German dancers. There was uh, tons of food trucks. There's a bunch of vendors. There, the area was set up really nice. It was in the Whirligig Park, which is kind of a unique setting for it. You know, you got all the interesting windmills and everything behind. But I thought it was a, a pretty cool experience in a in a decent change of pace. A lot more regimented than some of the other ones that are just like in the brewery's backyard. But I think uh, both of them have their perks. But this one was, was pretty cool. Yeah, and the uh, the German little German band and the dancing troupe uh, they gained a few members that day. Yeah, they did. <laughs> yes, uh, they probably don't want us back either. <laughs> but they what was it? What was it called? The slapping dapping. Slogging. Slogging. I don't know, but it was basically they were trying to teach uh, us and various other participants in the Oktoberfest how to do the dance where you slap your knees and feet, and we were, I don't know, we probably look like we shouldn't have been out there. But they appreciated us trying. Yes. Um, Participation medals. Yes. 
they did welcome us back to their practices. I can't remember when they get together, but they did advertise. They did mention that too. Slogenschlisch? Yeah, I mean, Slogenschlisch. They wanted us to come back to teach, if I recall. I mean, oh, yes, yeah. They said, you are true professors of the language of movement. Please come back and school us. The language of movement. That's not exactly how I remember that conversation going, but, you know. That's what I remember. And I, you know, I'm always right, so. I hear what I want to hear. So. <laughs> yeah. I, yes, exactly. I hear what I want to hear. But the, yeah, when we're there, I mean, I guess we could talk about beer since we are a beer yeah. podcast. So. Oh, we are? Yeah, oh. I, yeah, I guess. I think we are. Um, Forgot. What do we have? So we started out with Meritson. Uh, I had. It's good. It's dry, crisp, nice. Uh, oh, we did a little mini review on Instagram, too. So check that out. I won't spoil that for you. Um but we did a couple live reviews while we were there when we could get in between the band playing so that way our crappy audio uh, would be actually audible. Uh, but we did some quick reviews there. You had what? The Blood Orange Goza? Was it Blood yeah, Orange? That yeah. was my first was the Blood Orange Goza, which is a great beer to start the day with. I mean, we got there about 12, 15, 12, 30. Mm-hmm. Um, so I feel like that was probably really a nice beer to just kick off your your day of drinking because it was a long day of drinking. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it was for sure. And then uh, what else did we have? We had the Fest beer. Yep. That was good. And then they also had a half. Weizen. You're not a fan, Lauren. No, I did not try that. You didn't even try it? No, I did not. Oh, you had a sip of mine though, didn't you? No. You didn't even have a sip of mine? I don't think I did. I think that might have been the cup that you knocked over while we were dancing. Um, oh, because I was, was filming like, you guys dancing. I was yeah. trying to get a good angle filming, and I accidentally oh, hit it with yeah. my butt. Yeah, yeah the, Which, I mean, I'm not really too sad about. <laughs> it was worth it. We had to get that recorded, documented. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. you guys with your impromptu yeah. dancing that attracted uh, many of the onlookers. And even a, uh, looked like a professional photographer that was there for the event came and took an interest and when he was done taking pictures of you with his camera he whipped out his cell phone and was taking a video <laughs> you know when you got moves you got moves <laughs> i have some they may not have been too. the right moves but we were moving and you're we moving. were in the spirit and you know yeah, you're in the true Oktoberfest yeah. spirit it was fun it was fun times yeah i'd say i mean definitely if you can get out there next year i'll definitely go back that was a good time really enjoyed it Got tickets, got wristbands, got beers, got a giant pretzel. That so was, it was a big all good. pretzel. I didn't even finish my whole thing. Yeah, they were the largest. They were really big. I Soft finished it for I've you. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Actually, no, we took it home, and then I finished it for you the next day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take uh, my pretzel to go. Yeah. Yeah, I definitely think it was uh, a bit different than the other Oktoberfest we've attended in the past, and in a good way. I liked a lot of the elements of it. But like you said, there's pros and cons to each type of event. I think everyone has their own kind of, not interpretation, but their own um, focus, I think, when they mm-hmm. when they run one or if they you know hold them at the brewery. This one was nice because it was sort of a collaborative effort with, I think, this, you know, City of Wilson and Casita and, you know, the, the German band and everything. It was just a... A little bit more of an authentic feel, probably. We didn't obviously have the beer tents that you'd find in, yeah. you know, the the German Oktoberfest, but um, I mean, no, it did four feel. I think styles of beers too is really yeah. cool. Yeah, I think the four different styles of beer, like the decorations too, were like that very 
like Oktoberfest look, and then the band too. I think the band is really what like kept that atmosphere alive the whole time of of you know this is Oktoberfest playing music. They played some contemporary hits in the in the style of like polka, but then they also played like some other stuff. So that was pretty cool. Yeah. So keep your eye out for next year's. Uh, I believe they're gonna. Con- this is the first year, right? I, think I thought it was, but yeah, but it, I think it was a, a huge success. They sold out tickets just uh, a few days prior to the event, so uh, make sure you're looking next year. I, I assume it'll probably sell it faster, and uh, it is a ticketed event, so it's uh, you know RSVP that kind of thing. But yeah, first I'm looking forward to it next year. Ticket. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> Are you guys getting thirsty? I'm parched. I think I'm I'm quite parched. It's time for cracking of a beer. <laughs> And and you know we're doing voice crack, so that must mean that it's something off the off the kegerator. Uh, if you remember back from when we first tried the black IPA homebrew, we're here to give it another try because the last time we tried it, it was fresh off the keg, like two days put into the keg off the fermenter. Actually, no, it was more like three or four. Uh, wasn't fully carbonated at that point. Still had a lot of you know just green beer flavors to it like it was very early so now we've had a couple weeks to mature uh and lauren you're giving it the full inspection yep still black (laughs) still still liquid that's good too you know it really leaves a nice lace around the glass that's one thing i'm like impressed that it actually does that it's got a persistent head yeah and it's got like an actual like thick ish foam on top of it that just stays throughout the whole time which is kind of cool and it pours super nice out of the keg, too. Like, it wasn't, like, too foamy or anything. Yeah, that's correct. Because I poured them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you did this time. I did. So, Lauren, you were a big critic of it last time. I'm interested to hear your review. I don't hate it. <laughs> I feel like that's a stark contrast to what you had before. Yeah, progress. I don't hate it. Yeah. I do um, think it is a little more roasty. Yeah, that's the biggest thing that I'm getting with it too. Is I've had a few pints along the way here, kind of tasting as it goes. But one thing that stands out is it does have a roasty, almost like charred flavor to it. And I think that it was really those those malts that we had thrown in there for the recipe. It was. It really stands out, and it's kind of funny. It's like to me, it's almost like a a dry, really hoppy stout like to that point of, of where it's at but i mean it's lighter and thinner in body like it's kind of got like the body of an ipa but it just that char i think adds so much flavor to it a little too much almost i mean i don't hate it no i mean it's definitely drinkable though yeah notably for me on the nose i don't get as much of that last time i had the really floral hop on the nose i think the 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 dry hop addition at the end it was still really potent and hadn't really uh mellowed out yet so now that's allowing a lot more malt character to come through mm-hmm. which is really nice on the nose um but then on the on this when i take a sip it's i do get that hot flavor but it's just it didn't come through in the aroma mm. as much which is interesting no and it's not like as uh i don't know before it was almost like sickeningly like floral like hand soap or something this time it's not like that you know you still get yeah. like the same kind of hot profile but it's toned down a little more bitter like this is a relatively bitter beer yeah and it's definitely better i think it's i'm a lot happier with it now than i was when i first came out (laughs) i was kind of like 
uh, I don't know about this, but... Which is bad news when you make a, a keg of something and you're not impressed with the first glass. So. Yeah, exactly. Um, and you're like, oh, I gotta drink these. But lately I've been, you know, here and there been like, oh, let me have a beer. Breakfast. Easy. Oh, this could be like a <laughs> breakfasty kind of a beer, like with some toast. Toast? During your workout, hydrate. Dur- hydrate during workout? Yeah. Who needs Powerade? There's electrolytes in here, I'm sure, but... Um, no, it's. I think it's a, a little bit similar to the first tasting, but it's improved, I think, by mellowing out. Um, again, I, I also really like the slight drying finish on the on each sip. It's um, you know something that I think encourages you to continue drinking it. So, mm-hmm. and I think the carbonation is actually pretty decent in this too. It's not overly carbonated, and it's not. Yeah. Like, not carbonated. Obviously, there's lots of bone, but it's like smooth, which is surprising because I haven't. Eat, I didn't even fiddle with the carbon, like the gas pressures when I put this on. Like the CO2 is sitting, I think maybe 12 psi where I had left it before, and the gauges that I have on the tank don't even go like less. It goes like 20 to 10, so kind of anywhere in between there, you're kind of eyeballing it. So I think it's around like you know 12 psi, yeah. but it's good and. I don't know. I'll say with the off topic kind of thing with the kegerator, when I first had it, I bought, you know, just a, well, first I made the kegerator. So I bought a tower with it and that came with some lines and I put, you know, the, like the ball lock adapters and stuff on them. But the first thing it was super foamy. And after like reading about it, it was like, Oh my liquid lines are too short for the gravity because the pressure coming out is just too much. Mm-hmm. for it in the bore of the tube it when it hits the thing it eventually it just foams up like crazy so i did there's like an online calculator that you can do and it calculates how much distance it needs to travel to reduce the pressure so that way it's oh. not hitting the tap Ooh. too high so it's very Science. very scientific you know like um so that made a huge difference yeah like in how smooth the beer comes out uh what do you get for uh or you haven't used up your your CO two yet, but um, I I heard just from somebody the other day uh, they're saying that air gas, which is located here in Greenville, they have an air gas location you can refill. Oh yeah, so you so probably can. Know. When I because I bought the tank up, so I bought a full twenty pound tank off Craigslist, uh, and the guy. So I bought a full 20 pound tank off Craigslist uh, and the guy was a home brewer and he said that he always just went and got them refilled at like welding supply stores. So he would just take it there and do it. There's some uh, like homebrew shops, but we don't have any homebrew shops around here that will (laughs) refill them. And like, so I get like texts from American Brewmaster in Raleigh there. They have like free fill Fridays where they like fill your five pound tank for free if you go in and make X amount of purchases, which is kind of cool, but they're far it's away cool. and I have a yeah. 20 pound tank. <laughs> so that's what I was wondering is like, I didn't know if you'd determined somewhere locally to, to fill it when the time came, but um, yeah, I could get air. That's a good, that's a good recommendation. I'll have to remember that. Air gas. Air gas. <clears throat> yeah. We, uh, we use them at ECU actually for, well, more commercially or whatever you want to call it, but I'm not sure you need the, uh, the 50 pound tanks, but <laughs> <laughs> that might for homebrew, I think that would last forever. <laughs> I don't know where you would put it. Well, it's good to know uh, where I can go get some 
CO2 when I need it. I wonder how long this tank's going to last me. I haven't really checked the gauge because I kind of have it like stuffed behind one of the shelves to try to hide everything. Yeah. Uh, but we'll see. But uh, other than the homebrew, which we think has much improved, what else did you guys want to talk about today? Well, October is a very special month here for beer North Carolina. It's uh, actually North Carolina Beer Month. North Carolina Beer Month. Which I wasn't really aware of until just recently, so I'm glad that we found out at the early end of the month. Mm-hmm. But uh, it's, <clears throat> I think it's really promoted by the uh, NC uh, Brewers Guild, so they're kind of really, I think, big into uh, promoting that, and their efforts are definitely definitely huge for, uh, I think, the growth of beer and breweries in North Carolina. Um, apparently, actually, Governor Cooper is going to proclaim that October is NC Beer Month, so that's pretty Ooh, cool. Uh, I don't know when. I'm going to look at their, their, their website again, but uh, they made note of that. So even Roy Cooper's in on beer in North Carolina, which is pretty cool. Um, and if you hear a lot of loud breathing, it's not Lauren in excitement <laughs> for NC uh, <laughs> Beer Month. It's uh, the Beer Dogs, Max and Henley, joining us on the couch after a, a rousing play session outdoors. And of course, they only want to be loud when we're doing the podcast. Just yep. a fair warning. But that's interesting. The governor's governor's mm-hmm. getting in on beer. I mean, I guess North Carolina is such a yeah. uh, a big beer state. You know? Oh, yeah. It's, it's kind of cool to have some recognition from the government. Uh, you know, it's a big part of the economy, I bet. And... Uh, also, just yeah. well-being. Yeah, happiness. I mean, <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, the NC Craft Brewers Guild. Um, you know, their website they listed a lot of the benefits of all the breweries in North Carolina and how. Yeah, I mean, it does. Uh, pre- uh, you know, contributes a lot to our state economy between the three hundred plus breweries we have in the state. Um, some other cool things are going on with NC Beer Month besides just the proclamation from Governor Cooper. Uh, we've got. Uh, if you're on Untapped, which hopefully you all are, I know we are, uh, you get some special Untapped badges this month. Woo! Which I mean, I know we kind of joke about badges. Check in to get the badges. I honestly, if I if I check in a beer and don't get a badge, I'm pretty disappointed just because. Yeah. You just get like every seventeen everything. of them on each one. Every once in a while, I check in. There's no badge, and then I'm just like, I haven't. Wow. I haven't earned anything. What do you ash ash catch them? Gotta oh, get all God. the badges. Gonna get my fire badge or. <laughs> gotta catch them all. Yeah, I gotta. Ash brew them. Ash drink them. Ash drink them, yeah. Uh, additionally, with NC Beer Month, um, they have the Brewers Cup, which is exclusive to the North Carolina breweries. And uh, we, we saw some uh, really cool success from some of our ENC breweries, some of the guys around here. Uh, Naughty Dog, for instance, they had a, a couple awards for uh, their cream ale, the Rascal Cream Ale, and then their Nutty Buddy specialty beer. Uh, Edward Teach, Salty Turtle, Tarboro Brewing Company, Pitt Street here in Greenville, Wilmington Brewing Company, Flytrap, Shortway. Um, I'm sure I'm missing a couple, so I apologize if I don't shout those out. But um, yeah, a lot of metal finishes, which is really cool to see, uh, especially against the start competition in uh, you know Asheville and Charlotte. Oh, yeah. And Raleigh. Sure. Well, in Raleigh, I kind of consider borderline ENC. Yeah, but, uh, yeah. it's like central. But yeah, and you know, not trying to, to plug anything, but if you want to see a review of a couple of Eastern North Carolinians, uh, you can check out the Nutty Buddy 
review on uh, EastCarolinaBeerAndBrewing.com, authored by your two favorite hosts of this podcast. I didn't do that. (laughs) (laughs) You were listening. You were on your phone. I thought you weren't paying attention. I thought I could sneak it in. I'm always paying attention. Um, Additionally, something else I I hope that we can make it to is uh, the State Fair coming up, which... uh, That sounds like a terrible idea. (laughs) You don't want to go to the State Fair? I do not want to get COVID. Oh. Don't want to get the bid. Um, it's not really in my to-do list right. of things to do in 2021. Get COVID. It's not on your list. I figured it was going to be outside and it would be... Yeah, no. It, it, you have you crowded? been to the fair lately? I haven't been in years, no. Actually, I think the last time you probably went was the last time we went. We went, was yeah. like a couple years ago. It was ago. 2019 probably. I feel like people were far away unless it was like... Oh my heavens, no. It was so crowded. My Don't heavens. Don't remember? I just remember we got the jelly donut. They didn't have any jelly in it. Yeah, that was really just. And we were heartbroken. Well, scratch that. Well, I mean, you guys can go. No, I don't want to go anymore. No, I don't want to go anymore. No, it's fine. I don't want to. But what were you going to say about the the fair? I I want to hear what this. Just there's representation there. um, That there'll be uh, uh, some, you know. North Carolina beers at the uh, Nancy Public House at the fair during the, the event. So I don't think we if you're inclined to go, mm-hmm. check out the Nancy Public House uh, beer offerings there. Uh, they also had, uh, this month is a really good charitable cause. They've got a collaboration. That's the NC Craft Brewers Guild has a collaboration with um, the National Pediatric Cancer Foundation. Uh, they're doing Bre- Brewing Funds the Cure, which... It's essentially just a campaign that uh, select or select or participating breweries in the state are uh, teaming up. They're releasing certain beers called uh, Brewing Funds the Cure, and if you buy those, some of those proceeds go goes towards the Pediatric uh, Cancer Foundation, which it's is one of the best charities I've ever heard of. Yeah, it's really uh, it's really cool to see breweries kind of band together and and find a you know a cause that they can I guess sort of unite for and and, and raise some money because. I know North Carolina people, we like our beers, so oh, yeah. why not drink beer and have that money go towards something besides... I mean, your eat your heart out, SPCA and yeah. other random things. The arms <laughs> I was waiting for it. I was just waiting for that. What's her name? I was trying to think of her name. Uh, I can't think of it. Sarah McLaughlin. Sarah McLaughlin. It wouldn't be a oh, podcast. Wow. I can't believe I didn't wow. remember that. If Lauren didn't sing at least once, I don't think we'd... Have an episode. No, we wouldn't have an episode without singing. Yeah, so uh, NC Beer Month. I mean, check out uh, NC uh, Craft Brewers Guild on on online. You can see sort of the full rundown of these different miscellaneous events and whatnot. There's probably some other special events that are more localized to your area. But if you're in ENC, check out what your local brewery's doing. Even, but uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, so NC Beer Month. It's a good time to celebrate and it's sort of a good time to look into maybe the history of our uh, our state and our breweries here you know but before we do that we actually have another beer to crack here so you guys could get the real cracking experience uh what do we have we've got dundana cardamom stout from spaceway brewing you know i know i'm, I'm mixing up our plan a little bit of how we're going to do this uh but i figured we might as well before we dive into the history of the beer now that we know it's nc Beer month. Let's have an NC beer. Let's have an NC beer. And Spaceway, really cool brewery. Um, we actually did a post about them not that long ago. But the first time we actually really had a ton from them was when we went there, Nick. Mm-hmm. And we were like driving around looking for the brewery. 
couldn't really find it. We were, <laughs> we were confused. We are like, where's this brewery? Yeah. And then we realized it was inside the art gallery, like the tap room inside the art gallery. And the tap room was a tiny little room, but it was cool because you could like drink beer, go around, check out the art. And actually, we ended up talking to an artist that was there who was like working in, in her studio and just a, a pretty neat experience overall. Yeah. But this beer, I've been wanting to try it for a little bit. Lauren's been uh, really itching to get some. Oh, there's a crack for you there. You, I know, you're pointing at your glass. Fill her out. Because I don't want you to use this because that's like not uh, yeah. <clears throat> so, first impressions, what do you think on pouring, well, Lauren? Wowzers. It's dark, has nice tan colored head. Wow. Thank you. Oh, there's nothing wrong uh, with me, sorry. Oh, okay. it smells so good. See, I had SPF on my face Saturday, so I've got more of a nice oh, bronze. Just and me too, bronze. me too. Oh, excuse Laura, I had glow me. I mean, we are very concerned about our skin. We don't want to wrinkle. Ooh, skin care, don't care. SPF before you leave the house. Very I just day, was too excited day. to get to Oktoberfest. If I mean, you don't SPF it, you're going to regret it. <laughs> I support that. Was kind of if you don't SP it, you're going to F it. <laughs> Sun protection factor. I'm trying to have fun in the sun. I don't want to protect myself from it. You're like a Cheryl Crow. You're just soaking up the sun. <laughs> That's what a lot of people say. They're like, Joe, you're, you're kind of like Cheryl Crow. I'm like, I know. Yeah. Uh-uh. <laughs> <laughs> wow. So this beer is very dark. Yeah, it is. Even darker than the uh, the black IPA. I can't hardly see any light come through it. Yeah. Yeah, thick, foamy head. Yeah. I was a little aggressive with my pour. That's all right. It's releasing it a lot of good aroma. It smells like cardamom. Does it? Yes. Very nice spice. Yeah, smell. you're taking some yeah. deep inhales. Yeah, it smells so good. Yeah, this so reminds me like a holiday beer. It does. Kinda. It does. It's like, but like Christmas spice. Style. Yeah. Yes. Like not necessarily like Christmas, but more like Thanksgiving, Halloween. I don't. Yeah. Fall. I don't know. This kind of is like Christmas. The I think cardamom is. Nice. It's an interesting like. I don't know. It's got almost like a, I can't even explain it. Like yeah. a cinnamony, gingerbread-y. but gingerbread, but like yeah. not nah, at the same time. Yeah, gingerbread. I guess that would be yeah. more. Yes. Also, I was gonna say is last Christmas or around. I gave you my hard time. Dang it! <laughs> <laughs> oh boy! And you just didn't even. But yeah. I think we're just uh, gonna have to change our name to. Something karaoke related to LC karaoke <gasps> hour. You know, instead of like carpool karaoke, we can just have couch karaoke. Couch karaoke. <laughs> <laughs> but it's an audio only format. So, <laughs> well, yeah. so we'll just right. have to start doing video. George Michael aside, um, last Christmas I did have uh, a cardamom stout or a, uh, I think it was a cardamom stout. And uh, yeah, just it really reminds me of you know, like fresh baked gingerbread and uh just sort of you know the the, uh, the oven at grandma's house or parents house wherever you want you know wherever you you spend the holidays mm. your uncle gary's house i don't know uh, the, the oven's just you know baking out some uh delicious treats for the holidays it really reminds me of that yeah and so looking at the can right there's a uh, some some sweet looking art on there there is some descriptions i like when they give a little description it says an old-fashioned cocktail in a beer. I don't know what kind of cocktail. 
They don't mean like but an old They don't mean like an old fashioned. fashioned no, though, it's not. Because it's definitely not. And I am a connoisseur of the old fashioned. You are now? And uh, this is not this like an old fashioned. This does not taste like an old fashioned. I'm not sure. Maybe well, from the bitter standpoint. Yeah. Um, but have you taken a sip? Not yet. Mm-hmm. I was going to ask do you guys know, is there any cocktail that maybe has like. Anise, because I think cardamom has a bit of a resemblance to this. Jager bombs, Jager, <laughs> Jager bomb. So it's Jager bomb in beer form. An old-fashioned cocktail, Jager bombs. <laughs> Jager bombs are as old as time. I mean, old-fashioned. I mean, that video came out in what early two thousands. That's got to be pretty, <laughs> pretty old-fashioned. Uh, Lauren, what would you say after tasting it? You think it pairs well with because this can gives us some direction to that. Um. Banana bread. Hmm. Hmm. That's it. You're really contemplating. Cornbread. <laughs> <laughs> Any kind of bread? Well, according bread, to the can, it says great with barbecue, oxtails, and chocolate cake. So. I could have it with barbecue. I could do that. I was going to say cake. I'm not just saying that. I mean, now it's too late. I can't verify uh, I don't necessarily it, but... know if I would pair it with chocolate cake because chocolate cake i like to have milk yeah i feel like chocolate in itself is very overpowering it's very rich usually um i i think this might be a little too much to have with chocolate cake a pound cake maybe if you're going decadence with chocolate cake i feel like that would be boom it'd be kind of out my alley to have that with chocolate cake you don't like as much i like chocolatey rich stuff yeah i don't i'm not a I like, I like chocolate. milk. <laughs> I like milk. <laughs> chocolate in moderation, like Oreos. I prefer them to be with milk. If we're gonna have a chocolate cake, I prefer it to be with milk or vanilla ice cream mm. or almond when milk. You, when you have Oreos, yes. How many Oreos do you have at a time? Okay, it depends. How many should I have? Um, how many do I intend to have, or how many do I actually have? Let me put it this way. <laughs> Do you ever not eat an entire row at a time? So, that's my issue. <laughs> and it depends on how you buy it. So, if you buy it like Sam's or Costco, they come in those like rolls where you may get like five. So, it's less than what's in an actual Oh, that's cheating. Roll. Yeah. I was so going to say, when you buy the package, control. the plastic thing already portions it out for you. It's three servings in a pack. That's my Three rows. Three rows? Are you... Are you serious? How many rows? It's three, there? isn't it? Isn't there three rows in a package? I'm not saying you eat three rows at once. I said it's pre-portioned out. There's three rows in there. You eat one row at a time. Oh, bless. No. <laughs> yeah, it's but if it's so double stuff, you're eating less cookies because the package size is about the same. You just got more stuff. Hold on. I'm confused then. When you open up the pack, so the pack goes like this. The Are the rows right? this way? Yeah. How yeah. do you not know? There's like one in the middle and two on the sides. Yeah. So I swore the last time we bought... Oh, Unless maybe. there's four. There could either be four. Uh-oh. There might be four, but I, I thought there was three rows. Well... I thought there were four, but... I hope somebody is mad over this <laughs> conversation. My point being is that I guess I just needed to get it off my chest that I eat an entire row of Oreos at a time. <laughs> which I haven't had Oreos in forever, but when I do... I... You like to go ham? I can't believe you'd say yeah. something so bold, yet so beautiful. I'm also the person that eats the entire <laughs> pint of Benjamin's. I just don't like to save it for oh, a gosh, no. That is not a serving size. A serving size is really like a fourth of the container. But that's like three bites. No, it's like I make my Do you see last. the spoon? Yeah, she makes her spoon. I do make my last. And it's, it's frustrating because 
We you got get, like, her freezer burn like, on her and everything. Yeah, it's she fine. gets it all gross and freezer And then he eats his in like a sitting. And then I'm like, oh, I'm eating mine, pushed out. And he's like, oh, there's ice cream. I could have some of that ice cream. I'm like, no, that's my ice cream. Sorry, you snooze, you lose, as they always say. Yeah, but this mango well was some nice vanilla ice cream. I you as said well. mango. Yeah. I was confused. I was like, this is not mango. <laughs> no, vanilla ice cream. Oh, yeah, for sure. Wait, so you're going to tell me that I also shouldn't eat an entire box of pudding mix at a time? Just dry. <laughs> <laughs> Do you make it first? Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, what is he, a psychopath? <laughs> <laughs> I, have to, I, I no, no longer assume anything these days. I just cut the corner of the package and eat away. The way I see it, I don't eat desserts that often these days. But when you do. So when I do, I just go you out. Do. I mean, everything in moderation, and honestly, too much of anything is bad. So if you just mm. only occasionally go ham on things, I feel like it's fine. Yeah. I think we'll have to have an entire podcast episode about this. I want to debate this. I think there are some things that should be moderated at all. <laughs> it shouldn't be moderated. Should it? Yeah. Well, you, you said you said anything in, in excess is a problem, right? I said... How do you, how do you say I'm sorry. I'm misquoting you. You can have anything in moderation. Well, I think See, I anything, anything. anything in moderation is fine. Too much of anything could be bad. Could be. Yeah. Could be. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sorry. I Even moderation I, in moderation. Yeah. Right? Like, what if you only ate celery? Like, that's terrible for you. You have no nutritional value. You are consuming nothing except for water and cellulose. Well, I mean, if you're a rabbit, that's <laughs> fine. Exactly, but we are not rabbits. Chlorophyll? <laughs> In small amounts. Where's your protein? <laughs> Too much chloroform is a bad thing. Chloroform, yeah. I mean, jeez. They say I shouldn't drink gasoline. Yeah, hasn't stopped you yet, right? <laughs> <laughs> Who says that? Who says that? <laughs> Has affected you? I do every time I do it. Oh, wow. I can't believe I'm doing it again. I can't believe. Why am I doing this? Well, I sir, get right your mouth off the gas pump, <laughs> <laughs> sir. <laughs> All right. Oh, we got um, way off topic here, but yeah. So part of my stuff, the Donda, Dondada, Dondada. I really like this a lot, actually. Yeah, this is good. I can't believe that we cracked open the can to share it with the you people. I'm about to check it in on Untapped. Uh, this to me is probably borderline four or five. If I had the premium Untapped, I think I could oh. get away with doing uh, like four point three, four point four. Ooh. Ooh. See, I, don't, I would go the other way. I'd go like four six. <gasps> I think four point six zero one seven three nine. Four. A four. You just raved about how Harsh. much you liked it, and then I you gave it four. I don't give away my ratings. Yeah, but Unlike what about it deserved a twenty percent reduction in pointage? Okay, if you look at my stats, you just gave an eighty percent on a test. My average rating is three point eight seven. So if I gave it a four, it is higher than my average rating. Therefore, it must mean that I like it. Interesting. You're gonna be on <laughs> Untapped WTF one day. We this is, this beer <laughs> is absolutely perfect. Two stars. <laughs> I... No. No, 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 no. No, 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 no. No, 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 I enjoyed it. So, yeah, this good, great. Good fine, Joe. But, yeah, Spaceway uh, Brewing. Yeah. Excellent. Excellent. Everything I've had. What did you get? Was great. this at Jarvis too? Yeah. I was yeah. just about to say. Also, Jarvis Street Bottle Shop. Come on down to, to Jarvis Street Bottle Shop. They've got all your beer needs. 
great staff help you out with it. <laughs> I, really wanted to, I really wanted to quote that SpongeBob episode with uh, the Krusty Krab commercial. It's like, Jarvis Street Bottle Shop, come and spend your money here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, go spend your money there. I love to spend my money there. It's money well spent, so. Yeah, I actually haven't been in, in, a, in a small I know. minute. I almost went today, um, you know, because I'm down to just, like, bush light in my fridge, so. Oh, jeez. The lattes. <sighs> Which, there's a time and place for those. Yeah. But so, not until the end of the month. Yeah. Halloween. That's true. It's NC Beer Month, so I feel like I need to, I need to really dive into NC beers for the yeah. rest of the month. Yeah, so let's talk history. I guess first, I have a little, a little contemporary facts um, from the Brewers Association. So these are 2020 stats for North Carolina. Ooh. Um, but I thought they, they're still you know relatively contemporary, and 2021 hasn't come to a close to get that data yet. But So, in 2020, the Brewers Association... Uh, said that North Carolina ranks ninth uh, in states for most craft breweries with 359 craft breweries in the state, which is crazy to think about. Like, to how, be ninth, that's... Yeah, to be ninth, like, that's wild. Um, but still, nine out of, out of uh, you know, 50, that's not bad. Uh, 359, what, though. Well, you know what's funny about that, though? Um, I had read the other day that because... Despite us having so many breweries in our state, um, we still don't have a brewery listed in the top fifty. Breweries in the is that based on size or production or what? Yeah, or like just or rate ranked. Ranked. Now I will say, um, oh, perfect! I usually have this beer today because I uh, there was an article that came out and it was like it might have been top like upcoming breweries or whatever. Mm. Um, Spaceway actually made like a list of like top fifty. Mm. Like oh, really? upcoming breweries or something like that. Awesome. I apologize, I don't have the exact facts. I'll, I'll try to look it up real quick. But um, they shared something on the Instagram. On the Instagram. Fact on the that. old Instagram. On the inter- interwebs. Oh, that um, went down the other day. And apparently, people made a big deal out of it. We didn't really realize. I, so you, I had no idea Instagram and Facebook was down until it came back up. Um, because I saw all these posts and what oh people what what do I do when Instagram right. is down? I was like I had no idea. What do I do when it's down? Should you be at work right now? Exactly. <laughs> yeah. It was during the work day. Yeah. So well, what do you think people do at work? <laughs> you I go to work. I go to work to work. I don't want to go to work. I don't use Facebook, so I didn't notice that. But I I did notice. Instagram was down, and I thought maybe it was just my phone, or that it was. Like yeah, it was just like oh, that's ad weird. block at work. They're trying yeah, to keep me productive. Yeah, yeah. Um, the man's keeping you down. But uh, oh, here, here's uh, so Thrillist actually put out um, an article. It was the 34 hottest breweries in America right now. Ooh, and Spaceway from Rocky Mountain, North Carolina, made the list. So dang, big kudos. Actually, they actually um, they mentioned Donada by name because it's one of their most popular brews, and. Uh, it's just really cool to see that they made the list of the 34 hottest breweries That's really in the country. Cool. Look at and us just riding the trends here. Because it's you know? like across the nation. Yeah. This was unplanned, by the way. This was unplanned. East just, Carolina Beer and Brewing, secondary fermentation. We are trend setting. Actually, we're not setting. Yeah. We're trend following. Yeah, we just followed it. <laughs> Wait, this yeah. is turning out bad. Never mind, I quit. <laughs> it just goes to show that you don't have to be a large-scale brewery to... To make, make an waves. impact, yeah, yeah it's, that's really like cool. Like we said, you know, they have a smaller tap room. Obviously, they do uh, they're brewing offsite, but um, you know, they're just a 
an yeah. up-and-coming brewery that's really grinding and putting out really good beer. I mean, they've been in, in business for a bit, but um, yeah, they're obviously making like national notice, which is really yeah. cool. And we need to head to Rocky Mountain again. It's been a minute. Yeah, I would go back to there. I want to go back to I've not been there. You've not, well, you've not been to Spaceway, but Correct. I mean, you've been to, <laughs> I've been to Rocky Mountain. Right. Yes. I was going to say, but we've got, yeah, I mean, I definitely want to get there. They have those tiny homes. I'd like to... Um, Go and hang out in the tiny home. Just hang out in it. And <laughs> well, I mean, like stay there. Stay there. Yeah, because we could hit up Hopfly, hit up uh, Koi Pond. Uh, Tarboro's got a location there. Then we can go to or to Spaceway. You know, just make a little yeah. trip out of it. Get some nice pizza. Sounds like a good time. Let's go. Okay, next pizza, weekend. Pizza. Sound good? Uh, <laughs> uh, no. No, but anyway, getting back on track. So out of those 359 breweries, they produced uh, nine. Hundred and twelve thousand five hundred and eighty-nine barrels in that year. Wow! So that's so, a lot of beer because one barrel yes. is thirty-one and a half gallons. That was my next question. And what that equates out to be is three point six gallons of beer per adult that's twenty-one years or older in the state. What? So each that's enough to allocate each twenty-one-year-old right. and older yeah, three point six gallon beer. We only uh, advocate drinking. Individuals of drinking age. We do not condone underage drinking. Will you do a commercial? Please drink yes. responsibly. Please drink responsibly. Well, and you have to imagine, I mean, what percentage of people of age actually drink craft beer? Correct. So some yeah, of us, yeah. like, the three of us are pulling extra weight by drinking <laughs> yeah, I mean, we twice gotta, as many gallons. We yeah. have to do, I mean, our part. We can't... We're taking one for the team. Yeah, exactly. Right? We can't just... Slackers. I'm good for about three gallons a week. <laughs> <laughs> three gallons? Oh, you mean a week? That's no, really, it's really impressive uh, uh, to see the, the sheer volume. Yeah, and you know another thing that impressed me from the stats on the Brewers Association website was the trend of the number of breweries in the state. So in 2014, you know they had a graph with some rough numbers. Uh, it was like around like 125 or something like that. But since that time, you know we bumped from 125 to 359. Like that's a huge since increase. 2014. Yeah, since wow. 2014. So very a big very boost. big boom in the past you know, seven years. Yeah. So that's really interesting because that growth just from 2014 to 20. 21 currently that's it's a huge leap in just seven years um you know over 200 new breweries in that time whereas oh yeah when you know the first craft brewery weeping radish opening up in 1986 from 86 to 2014 is what 28 years if my yeah. math checks yeah. out as it always does oh um, quick math so Dude, you know hard. 142 <laughs> in that first 28 years but then 200 plus seven years following that is oh it's just insane yeah it just shows the boom you can kind of pinpoint where the craft, the craft beer, beer boom. boom hit yeah I think it's always been slowly trickling or you know trending upwards but the last like decade or so it's really taken a yeah well a it's leap. funny you said like the craft beer boom but it's not really stopped you know it's just it's like kind of going and like yeah. you know I see things that say like craft beer bubble the craft beer bubble and you think about it like in terms of like the dot com bubble which I guess we were still like very small to know what was happening with that but like that collapsed in on itself and there's some things that have said that but I almost I don't I don't know if that's going to happen just with the nature of craft breweries you know it's it's especially now in like COVID like bars like straight up bars were closed for a while and then now we have breweries where you can go hang out 
bring your family in some instances. So like, I think it becomes yeah. almost like a centerpiece of the community. So I don't know if that number is going to, you know, there's going to be some competition at website some, but I don't think it's going to dramatically like right. collapse again, you know, like it did with the big consolidation phase, phases of brewery breweries after like prohibition, you know, and how we ended up in the seventies and eighties only having Anheuser-Busch and like Miller Coors. So I, I think Craft beer is here to stay, but what, I don't know anything, so don't take that for it. <laughs> I sure hope so. I'm no beer economist. Well, no, yeah, so, I mean, it's interesting to also kind of look back uh, at, you know, the state's history and, you know, the times that predate all of us, um, where at some point breweries were not legally able to sell directly to the yeah. general public, which yeah. is, um, you know. A commercial entity only. Yeah. So you know, I'm I'm glad that I'm glad I never lived in a time when that was a thing. Yeah. But also, just the uh, something I didn't know about was just how recent the uh, the state of North Carolina increased the allowable ABV for beer. Oh, I know. Well, it started like Weeping Radish. We didn't really mention, but they so they opened in 1986. In 1985, they had a bill passed that brew pubs were allowed allowed to basically operate and sell their own beer. So. In order for Weeping Radish to open up and sell beer to the public, they literally had to get the law changed, you know. And actually, that reminds me, um, I was listening to the book by Sam Calagione, I probably said that wrong, uh, you know, Dogfish Head, is he had to change the law when he originally opened up the original location because mm -hmm. they wouldn't allow a brewery to sell beer on premise in a restaurant setting and that, so... It's funny how people have gone through lengths to get beer to people. Yeah. And basically, Weeping Radish, you know, paved a, a path for the modern craft breweries that we have. Yeah. Big shout out to uh, the Bavarian hero, Uli uh, Benevitz. Yeah, there you go. Uli. Benevitz was a benefactor to beer. Yeah, I mean, it's, um, you know, go, going back even just, you know, the 80s weren't that long ago in the grand scheme of things, mm -hmm. so... Um, you just see the fact that there were, you know, sort of prohibition laws. There were ABV laws, consumer laws, everything like that. I mean, it just, it's in like recent history. And then, you know, fast forward now to the 2020s. And I mean, we've got multiple breweries popping up in our mm -hmm. own town and neighboring towns. I mean, that 300, you said 49 it was? 349 59. That's, I think it's only going to continue to grow. I mean, we'll grow from some of the micro nano breweries, um, mm -hmm. some of those like hole in the wall places, which have been some of my favorite spots to go to. Oh, yeah. Like you get, you know, a couple of bar stools and a, t a small tap room and it can be, you know, a hidden treasure. So Exactly. Well, like you'd, and you, you'd mentioned before, like the changing in ABV regulations, you know. The, that helps the, a lot. Yeah, the, the pop the cap rule where, what was it? It was restricted to 6% ABV. Yeah. What are we, Utah? Yeah. <laughs> what is this garbage? Burn. <laughs> Burn. If you're um, listening from Utah, I'm I very sorry. sorry. You know, we went to Salt Lake, though, last year. We got some good beers there. Yeah. You know, you wouldn't... I mean, you're not going to be you know, slugging down some Imperial Stouts, but you're still get some flavorful beer so they can coax it out without cranking the ABV. But yeah. it does limit what you get. And you know, it's actually funny. The first time I ever heard about the pop the cap rule, we were talking about my CO2 tank. It was from the guy that I bought the CO2 tank from. Oh, yeah? Because he was like, 
Yeah, me and my, a bunch of my buddies got into craft craft brewing because you know we couldn't get like the Sierra Nevada beers and those things because of the pop the cap rule, or, or I guess the pop the cap is what changed it, but because of the the ABV laws that were in place. So then that got changed in what two thousand five, where it went up to sixteen percent. It was like zero point five percent to sixteen percent ABV. Which sixteen percent? We're getting to like uh, Utopia's beer <laughs> level at that point. Yeah. That's like crazy. Um, but it's just funny how recently, and I feel like we were coming of age in our beer sense, right in the yeah. the Renaissance and an explosion of of craft beer. Maybe sort not of the Renaissance, sort of some, uh, some pioneers, if you will. I mean, <laughs> yeah, a few people really leading the way. You know, getting these bills up to the legislators and, and getting things passed and really yeah setting up what we now know is you know the the metropolis of craft beer that north carolina is um because i mean really with that six percent abv cap that limits a lot of styles that you can even brew mm-hmm. even if the popularity is there there's just a huge limit on what you're going to come across i mean there's there's going to be a lot less diversity when you go to a, a brewery so i think it really expanded the opportunity for places to get creative and experiment and, and open up for some styles that uh, you wouldn't normally find just because, you know, you can't really have uh, an Imperial Stout at 6%. It just no. it's, uh, doesn't uh, doesn't work that way. No, well, so. yeah, it does limit the, the type of styles. And I, I lied when I said 16. It was around 15%, like 14.9 to 15%. Yeah, that one percent makes a huge difference. <laughs> Joe's, Joe's a liar, so I'm a liar. You gotta watch him. Moral of the story. Wow, <laughs> that seemed very targeted, aggressive. I'm just kidding. Lauren's just like, believe me, I know. Just kidding. Actually, I'm a terrible liar. Lauren, he can really attest. is. I can always tell when he's lying. I he has a tell. Not What's telling, my tell? Not telling you your tell, but is I it, know. Is it that I start twitching uncontrollably and sweat, sweating very heavily? Do you get dodgy eyes? Do I get dodgy no, eyes? Tell. Which is a good trait that I can always tell when he's lying. See, I can't tell when Joe's Check lying because checking, eh? Joe doesn't lie to me. <gasps> I, I never lie to yeah, that's uh-huh. the difference. I would you be and Nick. surprised. <laughs> <laughs> we, we know, we know. We know. Well, it's getting a little, get a little warm in here. Sorry, it is, guys. yeah, sorry. I didn't mean to step out of the room. I didn't even turn the fireplace on, guys. Ooh. It's just this one candle here in front of me. It's... Oh yeah, that's yeah. A, little warm. a roaring flame. Yeah, yeah. Just like no, no, I'm not even go there. <laughs> no, not, not a roaring flame. Do you guys flame. have any other fun facts to share? Oh, again? oh, I gotta whip out my my facts for the uh, oldest brewery uh, in North Carolina. This will blow your mind. Oldest brewery. I wanna, you know, refer back to my notes here so I don't get this wrong. I think it was. Uh, let's see. Seventeen fifty four, I believe. And I gotta look up the name again because, uh, why did my notes go away? Ah, it was the Brethren. <laughs> the Brethren. The Brethren. The Brethren. The brethren? <laughs> it was the Brethren. I can't believe you'd accuse the Brethren. It was. Don't accuse the Brethren. <clears throat> so the earliest documented commercial brewery in North Carolina was the Moravian town of Bethabara in Wachovia. So according to the diaries, oh, sorry, it was constructed in 1756. What part of the state is that? It was, uh, it was near Salem, North Carolina. Like Winston-Salem? 
This just says Salem. I think it's probably before the Winston Salem. Yeah, Lakers. before Winston came along, it was. <laughs> yeah. not, I didn't realize that we just had a Salem. Honestly. Also, for quick reference, I was just uh, looking at Wikipedia, so take that. No, but I did see uh, some legitimate posts. Um, yeah. It was on this American craft beer, state of North Carolina beer. Well, Winston Salem must have been a happening spot, or Salem, now known as Winston Salem, um, because that's uh, also the location for. Uh, Schlitz Brewery that opened in uh, 1970, and that at the time was the largest brewery that existed. So uh, it's now defunct. But um, so there's a lot of history, even even like pre, uh, predating the the 1986 Weeping Radish craft beer boom, or well, the start of the the, the upward trend. But uh, yes, and that was it was Winston Salem uh, was the area, and. It was the Moravian Brethren came from Bethlehem, Pennsylvania. That That's the only reason I asked is because I know there's a large Moravian population in the western part of the Oh, city. you knew that? Ah, well, that, there you go. That's the <clears throat> first commercial brewery. So Those dewy uh, cookies we have in the pantry are... They were made in 1754? <laughs> I don't know if I want to eat them anymore. Yes. No. How many of those do you eat in a Moravian-based um, company, I thought. Maybe I'm not... Those are individually wrapped in rolls as well, however the rolls are. <laughs> or maybe a foot long. Yeah. <clears throat> it's, a, it's a very interesting story if you check it out on the... Um, it's actually a well-crafted NC website. It's actually a history into businesses mm-hmm. and culture of uh, North Carolina. But they have an interesting story about the first commercial brewery in, in North Carolina. Yeah, we were uh, commercial, and then we were... Uh, Brewing. Independent, and we were a little more crafty. And then we still do have, I mean, we've got some, yeah. I feel like brewing can take a whole different thing, especially craft beer, like, look at, like, there's the tap room model, which we have several of, we've got Duck Rabbit production all yeah. the way, so they're, you know, distribution, yeah. commercial. And kind of Red Oak in a way, they have a tap room, yeah. but, like, yeah, the Red Oak main is, yeah. model is huge production. Pump it out. Yeah. I do want to go there sometime, though. Yeah, Sierra Nevada, like a big, which uh, is a transplant, New Belgium yeah. transplant as well, but still, just shows you that North Carolina is recognized as, as kind of a beer state, so it's, it's yeah. pretty cool when you have those big names that come in. And you need look no further than to go to the Raleigh Beer Garden, where they have 300-plus beers on tap any given day, and most of them are from North Carolina. Yeah, yeah they so, have a whole floor dedicated to North Carolina beers. It's, uh, you know, it's... I've never been there. You've never been there? Yeah. We've been a couple times. That's where Nick was first introduced to Sierra Nevada Chapstick. <clears throat> Wait, what? That's right. Big deal. It was deal. before a concert. It was before They were doing concert. like a, a, t- a takeover on the top floor. Yeah, Sierra Nevada was there. They gave Nick. us some bottle openers and they gave Chapstick. And Nick, ever since we've gone to the Sierra Nevada in, in Asheville, I guess it's not technically in Asheville. What, what town is it? Uh, it's Next to Asheville. <laughs> the Mills River? Right? Yeah, that's yeah. what it is. Yeah. And uh, he'll buy like you know as many as, as they've got in stock, so he's he's ready. I think the most I bought at one time was ten. Ten, ten chapters. I, I have a few spare right now because I don't know the next time I'm going to go there. And actually, last time we went to Asheville, they were closed to the public besides curbside pickup because of COVID. So uh, hopefully, the next time we go back, they will be uh, open again. I haven't checked recently; they might be allowing like a limited number of patrons in. But yeah, yeah. you know. Got to make sure they're open so I can go to the gift shop and get it from the source. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, it's like two bucks a stick of chapstick, and it's the best chapstick. Also, the best beer that they carry, in my opinion. I might be a bit biased, but... Oh, otra, otra vez. vez. Otra vez. And now they don't even really 
sell it by the king anymore. Yeah, it's hard to get. It's you have to. I remember the last time we bought it, we looked at like a we grocery like, store locator. Like Raleigh yeah. might be the closest yeah. place we can get it right now. They haven't, they haven't come out east for the Lowe's last year. grocery store. Oh, that's yeah. a great beer for disc Lowe's. golf. That's a good one. Disc golf. Disc golf. Yeah. Ooh, we could do a a disc golf episode sometime. That'd be fun. Disc golf. We're out, we're out disc golfing. <laughs> we'll bring uh, the yeah bring the mic out. Uh. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so it's it's really fun. I think to to look, and this month in particular being NC Beer Month to really kind of revisit, you know, some of the stuff I had uh, heard about through the grapevine talking to other beer enthusiasts over the years, but uh, really some of the, you know, this information is just fascinating to to, yeah. to be circumspect about. And, uh, yeah, I mean, because we talked about weeding radish when last time we were at Duck Rabbit. Yeah. The server there was like, oh, you know, like, she, I don't know how we got on the subject. She's like the oldest craft brewery because Duck Rabbit's one of them, mm-hmm. but not the oldest because uh, that goes to Weeping Radish. They've got that distinction. Weeping Radish. Weeping Radish. Weeping Radish. But you know what they always say those that don't learn from history are doomed to repeat it. Ooh, <laughs> yep. Wow. Exactly. Philosophical here. I don't know how that applies to what we just <laughs> talked about, but they say that. So. Yes. Yes, they do. They do. Um, so, I think it's time for my takeover because I can't really add or contribute much. Oh, to so you're going to hit us with LC's pick of the week? So it's going to be LC's pick of the week. What do we got here? We got a can of beer and a blue koozie. A bluesie, as they call them. It's All right, Vanna. All right, here we go. <laughs> oh, thank you for that crack. You probably just made the audio clip, but that's all right. We got a new recorder. Hopefully the audio sounds better. Ooh, that sounds good just... from over here. Oh, you just need some ASMR. What does ASMR stand for? Has anyone... Yes. Oh, I know. We just discussed this. I just looked uh, it up. Uh, audio sounds movie rich. No, what's funny is um, a professor I had in pharmacy school, he was involved in like the research and has like the largest uh, number of participants in evaluating it. So ASMR is Autonomous Sensory Meridian Response. Autonomous meridian Response. Sensory yes. Meridian The Prime yes. Meridian well, you know, if the coin phrase for it wasn't, like, determined or defined until, like, 2010, 2014. I can't remember the specific year, but... That's a, that long? Long margin. <laughs> 2010, 2014. Four, four years. You know, like, 20, 2030, 2090. You know, somewhere in there. Yeah, I was born around, around, like, 1991 or 2008, somewhere <laughs> in there. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so, good pours here. aside, I mean, this beer smacked me in the nostrils with a dank... Dank smell, and that was before I even picked it up. Yeah, so what you smelling right now when I stick it in my nose? It kind of smells like uh, an armpit Beautiful. with a little bit of sweetness. It's kind of <laughs> weird. It's like a dank, it's dank, it's like musty old gym clothes. But imagine all of this in a good context. Like, it's that's the weirdest thing. I, I don't know. M- like, musty and I'm dank. trying to find a good context for that, Joe. I'm, I'm racking my brain. I it's like me, it you know, after, you know, a day or two. It's like me when we're on the third day of our Portland trip, you know, I had a nice musk. Me and Post Malone with I mean, our you did. natural I did musk. Not. I was oh. smelling lovely. That's what, yeah, that's what you think. Lovely. That's what you're talking about. But no, it's just a dank, kind of a... Uh, yeah musty smell that's like it's it's very hard to explain because it's like semi like savory but also like sweet aroma 
Yeah. Okay. Like yeah. like hop oil, and then it's maybe a touch tropical. Yeah, it's definitely like, and and more specifically, maybe like pineapple slash. Mm, yes, yes. Oh. I feel like I'm getting a little stone fruit too. I can see that apricot, maybe stone fruit. Stone fruit. Oh, there's a beer actually <laughs> called Stone Fruit. That's who who makes that? But I digress. Hey, the peach mm. that cast the first stone. Shelby, something like that. Hit it. I'm really good at uh, remembering classic proverbs. So beautiful, beautiful. Smells good. Yes. In a weird way. Even yes. though the way I described it would not sound good to most As an people arm, listening. Uh, with the armpit? <sighs> yeah, but it's... No, it's just like that musky... I don't know. It's hard to describe. Okay, so mouthfeel, it's... Pretty, pretty decent carbonation and a bit of a bite to it. like a, But also juicy. In the sense that it's like mouth coating and kind of it's like decently not full body but like medium body mm-hmm. and smooth yeah but then also on swallowing i'm getting a drying sensation too but that that could be influenced by the uh bitter yeah. homebrew a little bit of bitterness yeah yeah um bitter. slightly sweet and it rounds out like the retro nasal uh olfaction there it gives you back some of the bitterness of the hops it takes away a, a little bit of that sweetness. There's like definitely low acid. Uh, for sure, it's a hazy IPA of some type. Yeah, I mean, it's got that smooth, like classic smooth mouthfeel, like heavy calcium on the mm-hmm. on the water. Water is what I'm saying. Water. water? I think it's quite toast, though. Yeah, it is. It's not good. that like dry, hoppy West Coast. IPA, it's more of the uh, you know, the hazy hot bomb. It's still yeah. hoppy. It's, it's definitely in your face hoppy, but it's... And it's not necessarily bitter, per se. It's more just like a, the the vegetal quality of the hops coming through on top of their really like tropical, juicy stone fruit profile that they've got as well. Yeah, it, it is a really weird dichotomy of being juicy, but then finishing kind of dry and bitter. Mm-hmm. Um, which I guess because when you have actual juice like has that same kind of juicy quality it, up front but then it has more of an acidic finish where it's yeah yeah where this like doesn't have yeah. that and it just fades out into a little bit of dryness and I don't know if that's from like a mouth coating effect or what but yeah carbonation is decent flavor's good do you get any uh, malts coming through yeah I'm curious as to know you're curious as to know if we've got malt flavor. Bless you. Not really a ton for me. I mean, I'm just Bless you. Two sneezes today. Wow. Sorry. Sorry. You're allergic to bad Podcast. beer bad wine beer. tasting. <laughs> um, I feel like I wonder if, if a little bit of that sweetness is actually in the form of malt. Like it's not a strong malt character by any means because the hops really um, define this beer. But um, I mean obviously we've noted a couple times how... It has a bit of a sweet smell and sweet forward presence mm-hmm. on the mouth. Um, 
I'm gonna look at it, and it's uh, it's pale. It's pale beer. It's definitely hazy. Uh, yeah. Nice little micro bubble head. Mm-hmm. It looks like it's trying to leave some lace, but then it like, doesn't stick too I've much. I've got some like near the top of the glass, but that's about it. And the bubbles are like not like that super fine foam, but they're a little bit larger. It's good. I, I would drink it. It's on the stronger side. Yep. Uh, I'd probably pin this somewhere around like 7.2% maybe. Yeah, I think that's good. A little low, but... It's a little low. Oh, yeah. under. under 8.3. A little high. 7.9. 7. 7. 7. 6. 6. Low, low. Who? 8.1. A little high. 8? <laughs> yeah! Oh, wow, dang. So it's it's like, never a round number. <laughs> yeah. That's like a rookie guess. <laughs> like, you would get it eventually, I guess. You know, if you're doing a pizza review, you get made fun of for that score. All right, one sip. Everyone knows the rules. Eight <laughs> <laughs> percent. So is this a, a double, double hazy, schlazy IPA? Who oh, is it? Oh, would it? Would it be double, 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 double? A deeper. Okay. Um, this was thoughtfully brewed and canned in Nashville, Tennessee. Ooh, Ooh bearded iris. Yes. How did you know? I may have accidentally seen the <gasps> logo in the fridge. The other day, and I so was wait, wondering you, when you're gonna okay, walk Okay, now I have a question. In the fridge, it was only yay high. So, did you already know what the I labeling s- was? Well, I know what the logo is, and I only saw the very top because uh, they have that distinct round thing. Okay. So, that's all I saw. I didn't even see the color of the label. Wow. I just literally saw like this because that's this is very distinct. What a pretty label, though. Mm-hmm. Oh, it is. It's like. So again, that goes like back a holographic to Pokemon card. My bias with choosing beers that have cool labels. You know? Well, so let's see, Nick. We all kind of do that, don't we? Oh, it doesn't even say the style. They don't even, they're just like... It's a double IPA. Does it say it? Yeah, it says it for the can. Oh, yeah. A double new I didn't see IPA. it because the, the font is messing with my vision. Uh, it's got like a very like retro like 90s color scheme, like shapes and bright blues and yellows and pinks. It uh, looks like one of those... Uh, what are those books where... You stared at an image oh, for a long and time, like, and then yeah, it's like an abstract away. picture, yeah. but then it's like a hot, like a three D image mm-hmm. hidden within it. That does let's stare at it for a long time. We'll be now, right back. Yeah, but this is a, a, a double IPA with Simcoe Citra and also no cheats. They didn't cheat on this one. They ain't cheaters. Does that imply that they've cheated on others? I don't know. Does it? I don't know. You, I, I also love cheat with beer, the though? can says eight percent alcohol by volume, one pint of ale. <laughs> I'll take a pint of ale, sir. But good choice, Lauren. You're so, welcome. Did we do all right? I mean, we were still very yeah. like non-specific, but yeah, I, I think mean, I really like the aroma of this, despite and my the nose. You and I got the same nose and accurately described with like the pineapple on the taste. Um, what kind of fruits are you you hitting? So I get pineapple. Yeah, um, I could get I could get a little bit of like a, but I get more of like or, a fleshy fruit. Yeah, yeah. yeah. peach on that. Yeah, and I think. Well, and peach, I should know, but I just Pluot? had peach yogurt for breakfast the other day. Have you ever had a pluot? Excuse me. Is that like a plum apricot? What? It's a plum apricot hybrid. It's kind of what this tastes like. What's it called? cut. I don't know. Plumcut sounds not like anything I want to have. Or an app plumcut. Applem got. I mean, I can think of a couple reasons. 
<laughs> why? Because it's why? hard to say. Yeah, why, Lauren? It's di- difficult to say. Well, Peacock's okay. not really that um, easy to say. It just doesn't sound good. It doesn't sound good. Yeah. Well, then I'm plum disappointed. Well, All my suggestions I'm, are being shot I'm down. I'm plum wall out. You're plum out? I'm plum wall out. Well, thank you for that great, you know, great yeah. pick, Lauren. You're it was good. She hasn't You're failed welcome. us yet. You haven't failed us I yet. Know. And you know what? I've heard some feedback. I won't mention names, but people really like the LC Beer of the Week segment. So they have? Ooh. I guess we'll keep you around, Lauren. Don't let your ego inflate. Ooh. Too late. Too late. What? <laughs> so excited. Oh, nice, nice. And the Lauren's head grew three sizes that day. <laughs> <laughs> it did. She thought that that was quite funny, I too. Did. <laughs> Uh, All right, guys. So what did we learn today? Well, I, for one, uh, learned that it is actually beer month. So didn't know that that was a thing. I thought, you know, Halloween was the main thing we celebrate (laughs) in October. Well, it's only one day. We can share the rest of the month with beer. Share the love. Turns out it's a whole month to celebrate, not just one day. So, yeah, that's what I learned today. Mm -hmm. Yeah. What about you, Nick? I learned that North Carolina actually had breweries going back to the 1700s. I actually thought that there were were not official, I guess, breweries, whether that's commercial or what have you, until much later. Um, you know, my research, I guess, I didn't get that far back. So yeah, yeah. What did well? What did I learn? You know, I usually say something silly. But I, I, you know, I actually learned about, like, the actual numbers in the Pop the Cap. Well, and I learned about Schlitz today. When do you, when do you learn about Schlitz in North Carolina history? No one knows. Not every day. Not every day. Not every day. Except for this day. Well, thank you, everyone, for joining us for episode four of Secondary Fermentation by East Carolina Beer and Brewing. Nick's pointing four fingers at the, at the microphone to really emphasize it, but, uh. You know, check us out on Instagram. We've had actually some unsolicited feedback from people here. What What do you have to say, Lauren? Let's hear this testimonial from a true uh, East Carolina beer brewing follower. Um, well, I did get a text message the other day asking me why I didn't hook them up with East Carolina brewing on Insta. Question mark, question mark. Um, they've been watching the reels and it's so good. And they're doing podcasts. Why did I not tell them? I I reiterated it wasn't a secret. <laughs> but I directed them to, you know, our Instagram account, Facebook. Also showed them where they could download podcasts. Um, which if you're listening, you've obviously found us on the podcast under secondary fermentation. But yeah. I directed them in the right direction. Again, if you like what you hear, make sure you share it uh, with people. And uh, maybe post a review. So, Nick's got a little treat for us. Don't come back now. <laughs> I might have to work in just a, a well, daily soundbite. Yeah, daily soundbite. Uh, last time we had the air horns, this time we got the... Uh, but thanks for joining us and make sure you rate us, review us, share us with your friends. Thanks. Cheers. Cheers. Cheers.